1: and
0: welcome to Counterpressed on The Ringer and Spotify it's Monday I'm in the studio with Chili Flatty producer Becky and London Marathon winner no, no. <laughs> champion I was going to say 2023 <laughs> champion finisher winner in three hours in my eyes <laughs> 24 minutes and 28 seconds wow Jesse Parker Humphreys. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Jesse, I asked you to bring the medal in and you didn't, which I'm very I disappointed know, about. I know, but I'm wearing the t shirt. Okay. I just felt like the
3: medal is quite chunky. and.
0: <laughs> Flo's taking a picture of Jesse like <laughs> such a
2: mumbo in there. I felt
3: so proud. I'm like Chris to bring it in. I'm like Chris Kardashian over here. like. I guess because I didn't actually, if I'd won the whole thing, I'd have won. <laughs> but as I didn't, I don't know where I finished. I was the ninth. Non-binary person. Wow. Well, so that's fun. Yeah. Not
0: quite a podium finish, but close. There was someone in the non-binary um, category called Liam Flatty, and we thought, oh, any relation, but... <laughs> well, at least one is doing it. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not. Um, I know the, the the last chunk of the race was tough, so take us through it, because you you referenced, I think, a pain cave.
3: Yeah. Is where you went.
0: What, what, yeah. what happened?
3: Well, I think I'm normally quite bad at underestimating how fit I am like I get Mm. worried that I'm gonna feel really awful if I run too fast I'm very respectful of the distances I run (laughs) and this normally means that you know when I did Brighton Marathon last year I literally like sprinted the last three miles and I was like you're not supposed to be able to do this like you've run this way too too slow yeah exactly so I Didn't train as much this year as I did last year and I kind of thought I was in some kind of shape but I didn't really know what and I was like do you know what just like go out and see what happens and so that's what I did and then I got to mile 16 and I was like okay this is probably how like it's supposed to feel Mm because it feels like it was weird though because I was like I felt amazing miles 11 to 15, obviously saw you guys, a mile 11 and a half, Weep. a real highlight.
2: Um, I just want to say, I don't know, like, obviously you did a big thing yesterday, but we were so stressed about finding you. Like, that was our It was intense. The, the tracker, my tracker didn't it work. Broke. I yeah. got stuck in Charlton,
3: didn't I? I was,
2: honestly, Mari followed your, my housemate followed your run and texted me like, has Jesse stopped and then yeah. I looked and I was like oh my god Becky if, started panicking what if they've collapsed mm. super early on yeah, um, but you were fine it was just the tracker
3: yeah and everyone then just had to do maths based on my splits but fortunately I run like a metronome apparently so. <laughs> yeah
0: because you had said to me on the Wednesday or Thursday when we were planning you said I imagine I'll get to Bermondsey at 11.40 you bang got on there time. at 11.40 bang on time <laughs> nothing if not reliable because I said let's get there a bit early because I think Jesse might accidentally run too fast because you get swept up in the day and everything but nope. Flo- no, bang hilarious. on I didn't believe
2: in you
0: <laughs> well I thought you might just you know no but this is what, this is what I'm saying
3: I'm very, very strict. Like yeah. I never run. But anyway, yeah. So I felt amazing. I saw Mo Farah running the other way at mile thirteen. He looked gassed, Like <laughs> He looked exhausted. Was like, if I thought I was him. feeling bad, mud, yeah. bloody hell, Mo. So I felt great. And then I got to mile sixteen, and it just went like it just went immediately. You, like, I, I understand
2: was, what Mo was going yeah, through. Yeah, I think
3: it was meant like a lot of
0: it was mental.
3: Because then when I looked at my splits on my phone afterwards, like. Some of those miles I then
0: ran really fast and others I ran kind of slow was it what was it? was it as in mentally wanting to give up and pain what is I can't even describe it really it,
3: it was it was very much a feeling of like why are you doing this? <laughs> why is there so much further to go? <laughs> um, but I was just like I had my you know like mottos that I'd written on my hand to yeah. repeat to myself so I just kept repeating them. I was just like, just turn the legs over, keep on going. I was like, you've got to go to the end somehow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I just carried on. And then by the time I got to like mile 22, 23, the crowds on Embankment were like insane. Yeah. And like what everyone says about you just like get carried along by the all the noise and the energy. Like Very was totally, awesome. totally true. Yeah. Um. The only other thing I'll say is that I wish I'd looked at how that finish actually works because I got to the Houses of Parliament and in my head I was like, this is basically close the finish because mm. that's when you like turn right onto Horse Guards Parade or whatever yeah. it is. But then you kind of like loop round through St. James's Park and then you like go kind of past Buckingham Palace. And I was like, finish line must be close <laughs> now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you turn right again. And then I was like, I still it still feels really far <laughs> away. And then it's like 400 metres to go. I was like 400 metres. That's so far. <laughs> that's so, so far. But um, it did. I did eventually cross the finish line.
0: Well, what an immense achievement. We're very proud. And uh, are you going to do it again, do you think? Would you do it again? Yes, I would like to do it again, mainly because it pissed it down with
3: rain for the uh, first yeah. hour, which was a bit, like, shit. Um, that was a real, like, why am I doing this? But like, you wanted that
0: rather than what was predicted, which yeah, was, like, 20 degrees. That was better. Like, other than
3: the rain, temperature was, like, perfect. Also, they let, they had showers on, like, spray... Oh. more things no. and I assumed they would like have turned them off because it's not hot so I accidentally like <laughs> ran through one <laughs> whilst it was rain I was like I don't need more rain <laughs> um, yeah I think I, I will do it again um, okay not next year I think I think I'm going to do Seville Ooh. next year instead,
0: Ooh. But, um, yeah Can team counter press submission not doing would you it ever? I'll be
1: I'd would like you to ever do 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 it? the marathon, yeah, yeah but I used to I struggle doing 5K it. on, like, <laughs> training, let alone doing that.
0: I think it's just it's just about the training, isn't it? If you can get the training program yeah, right, then...
3: Yeah, And
0: also looking after your body alongside that is It actually takes a lot more than just p- p- getting the miles in the bag. You've also got to look after your body, otherwise it might just crumble into pieces. <laughs> but, yeah, well, shout out to everyone that ran the marathon, um, any listeners that took part as well. Um, yeah, some feet, mental, physical exhaustion, so... We respect it. And that's just the people who try and watch people that's just <laughs> us running it. it. was hurting our eyes actually. It was, we were like, I was so Squinting. stressed. And
2: I then went to see another friend with Mari. Um, and it was like Mari's like best best friend from home. And she was, Mari was wearing a Fitbit. And when like the five minutes before Neve got to us, Neve's tracker was working, Mari's heart rate was in cardio. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how stressed she was to try and find her.
0: Um, and so. it was just so amazing seeing everyone oh running my God. and before you turned up we did also do a few shout outs for like random people who had their names I on love it show. when we people like, their names oh, I
3: hate it so I've had it before where I've, I've written my name on yeah. but I've stopped doing it because also it just confuses you Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you think you're know like the, what yeah, especially no. for other people coming to watch you yeah my okay, f-
0: sorry Colin yeah. I really yeah. was doing some, <laughs>
3: some people love it some people okay. like, it's just not for me my most random one was someone yelled Jesse Park Humphreys at me full named and I turned around and it was a girl who I went to school with. Oh, like totally random. And she, she was just, running. No, no, no. She was uh, like on the side, and she'd obviously just seen me.
0: Yeah. And you wow. were like, "Not today, huh? <laughs> no, I was <laughs> like, "Hi."
3: <laughs> it was really weird. That was like a March twenty-four so. as well. Like, I I
2: before, before you got there, but actually before Flo got there as well, um, I really thought it was going to be like a complete mess when you came through because I could not. I was like. I'm gonna sob. Like people like spotting their family yeah, members. Yeah, really cute. It's just like the most wholesome thing that could ever happen. And so I was like, "What's it going to be like when I see you?" But because of the stress of trying to find you, mm. I was just so excited. Yeah. So, but your
3: video is very shaky. It's so bad because I'm
2: literally just jumping. Like I didn't <laughs> yeah. care about getting the video. You just see Jesse like, like the my last life. minute <laughs> come by. And you're like, yeah. "Oh,
0: there's Jesse." Well, yeah. What a day. What a yeah. What a celebration of love and life. Um, football <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> beautiful. Um, we'll get into the football as well because there were two massive games in the Champions League over the weekend also some very important games at the bottom of the WSL table and also we need to because we know Shahan has been tweeting he'll be knocking on the studio door <laughs> if you don't talk about <laughs> Bristol today has been tweeting us every week about Bristol City's championship run and They bloody went and sealed promotion yesterday. So we're also going to be talking about that. So let's crack on and get into it after this.
1: At Sephora, we know how you love to use makeup, skincare, hair care, and fragrances that work for you, but also how important it is to be in the know about the ingredients that are in them, which is why we created Clean at Sephora. Curated products from brands like Merit, Amica, Summer Fridays, and Fleur that have everything you want, minus certain ingredients you might not. Clean at Sephora is only at Sephora. Shop now at Sephora.com.
0: Right, let's start with the Chelsea game on Saturday at Stamford Bridge. Great little studs reel, Wes Anderson. Thank you. Forget the typo, we won't Don't talk about that.
2: <laughs> talk about the typo because I realised at like 400 likes that I'd said Chesley.
3: I didn't
1: know but I didn't want to say anything in case <laughs> like it was it. intentional,
2: yeah.
3: Wow. I yeah. thought That's funny because Becky said to me as we came down the stairs this morning like no one else mentioned it so I don't, th- it, don't, so think, I don't think anyone noticed. No I didn't yeah. notice
1: and no, I watched it again and I was like Chesley and I was like maybe it's what you wanted though. Maybe it's a cool thing <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for anyone
2: making a statement. For anyone that
0: hasn't seen it <laughs> the there, is, choice. there is that Wes Anderson trend on TikTok at the moment. I saw someone do one about going to Millwall the other day and it's basically like you film your ex- match day experience people doing it for non-football as well and you like turn it into a little Wes Anderson film. Becky did it for studs, we all had to play our part, didn't we? As extras <laughs> it did really well. Mainly helping Becky understand what
3: a Wes Anderson yeah, film was. Never, watched, never, one. Seen what, <laughs> never <laughs> watched one. My
0: hat today is very Wes Anderson. Yes. You've never seen a Wes Anderson never film, so one. we were really we were having to channel the energy. Anyway, great edit by the typo. Um, but from a footballing perspective, Jesse, could have been a lot worse for Chelsea. We'll say that. Yeah, I've I've got such
3: mixed feelings about this game because. Before the match, I would have taken a 1-0. Definitely four minutes in would not have like put any money on Chelsea keeping it a 1-0 after Hansen scored. But at the same time, kind of felt frustrated because I, f- I felt like there was more there. I felt not that Barcelona were there for taking and I'm sure some Barca fans would say, oh, you know, they could have gone up another gear and maybe they could have. Um, but I just felt like that half-time substitution in hindsight Killed a lot of Chelsea's momentum and Chelsea tired, I think, a lot quicker than Barcelona did. And that's kind of understandable because lots of that Barcelona team don't even play international football at the moment, obviously, because of what's happening in Spain. Um, So I don't know whether it was just like a mental and physical thing, but it it really felt like from kind of 60 minutes onwards, both teams were just happy to play for that result. And yeah, I I feel conflicted because like that was the lowest XG Barcelona have managed all season by like a long way like 1.8 was their previous lowest and Chelsea only allowed them one um, but equally I don't see how you go to the Camino and win by two goals
0: that's the problem isn't it it's the fact that this was the first leg and also people do feel like Barcelona have a lot left in the tank but I was saying to you on Saturday evening what if they don't go up a gear hey? what, if it, what if they don't, don't, tap, don't tap into that it. but we'll get on that in a second technically but you don't
2: have to win by two goals you could just score one and win on ten, 10 people behind the ball win on penalties. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: that's probably the, the, the best case scenario. But... We sort of knew what Chelsea's game plan was going to be and how that they they were going to want to go direct. They were going to probably try and sit back, defend the ball, and play a little bit of hit and run. And we saw that early on, and it actually created quite a few opportunities. There was that right in goal that was offside. Uh, there was that other opportunity that was cleared off the line by Lucy Bronze. Like the the the, the setup was working pretty well for Chelsea. The first goal, it's hard because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't with that sort of opportunity because if you close down uh, Karen Graham Hampson, then you open up space for someone else and she can play in that ball. But at the same time, you, you leave her that space to take that chance and she scores a screamer. So I think it's hard to adjust in those scenarios and it's so early on in the game as well. You're just trying to keep your shape for most of the time when you're playing against Barcelona. So I think that's tough for Chelsea. But... Given how much they have crumbled in similar scenarios in the last like three years when going a goal down, I think it was quite impressive to see like the resilience grow a little bit in that team and, you know, almost get an equalizer as well.
3: Yeah, and I think that shows that Hayes' tactical plan was was working, you know, like aside from I think I think Melanie Leupold needed to drop into that half space. Like, it's very easy to say, oh, that's just what Caroline Graham Hansen does and it's on her left foot and all of that kind of stuff. But I think it was clear that Neve was meant to be showing Hansen inside and then, well, and equally on both sides, it was wing back was meant to show the wingers inside and then um, the midfield pivot, whoever it was, was meant to then drop into that half space. And I think Leupold's just kind of like, loses track of everything um, so I, st- I still think it's like a frustrating goal to concede but equally yes it's it's a very very good shot and in terms of how well Chelsea defended after that um, like Mara Mielda game what of per- life what a performance yeah. that's just insane like to see her like refine that kind of level I think everyone knows that well I I personally have always thought Mielda's like an amazing amazing player but I think ever since she had that knee injury we've never quite seen her get back to where where she was until Saturday.
0: Yeah, Julie, it felt like a performance for a lot of Chelsea players who had to turn back the clock a little bit. Magdalene Erickson, Maren Mielder. Eriksson especially hasn't had the best season, but in this game and in, in both the Leon legs as well, she has kind of really lent on her leadership and experience to be able to see Chelsea through even when she's been a little bit shaky. So, I mean, you were there, of course, because you're booked and busy. You're always, you know, you're always at the game, Gilly. But what was your take on the Chelsea performance?
1: I've, I think when uh, Berger went down and they all went into Emma, um, I don't know what she said, but after that, it seemed like they was a lot more on their front foot. And I feel like the problem with Chelsea in that first 10 minutes or so was they was... That hesitation of do I step with a player or do I stay, and I think that come from the first goal really because there was the player who picked it up before Graham Hansen. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Jay Z, but they picked it up and it was she was allowed to turn. Whereas after that all happened, you then noticed that Mamie and Jess Car and Ericsson were getting so tight to the forwards that they didn't allow them to turn, and that's where I think Chelsea is so much better when they are on their front foot. And it seemed a bit like I don't know Emma was talking about. They're not using the result um, before against Barcelona. They're not thinking of it, but I do think that she was thinking of it. And I felt like when it went 1-0, I'm guessing there's a lot of players who probably thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, But then I think after that, when they did get into Emma, I don't know what she said, but I think it was something along the lines of be more on your front foot. And and once they started getting closer to players, Chelsea was so much better. Mm. I can understand the Lauren James
0: switch because Hayes, probably wanted a ball carrier it didn't quite work out and for the first 15 minutes of the second half really Chelsea found themselves so deep without really being able to get out of out of their own half and then we see like pockets of what James can do throughout that second half but that that switch it it probably would you say Jesse was the wrong call
3: yeah, I understand why it happened. I just think in hindsight, Elena Trankovic was offering so much more patience and balance in that midfield. And this isn't like to deep on Guru, right? And as she moved kind of into that, more of that 10 role, um, I just don't think she offers the same kind of things. And that's when it felt like everything became a lot more rushed for Chelsea going forward. Whereas at their best in the first half, They, when they had time on the ball like players like Erin Trankovic were were taking it and it. I just feel like Lauren James is a player who at the moment she doesn't get herself involved in games. Like it's like if Chelsea can find her she will do something like we you turned to me like when she dribbled the ball up the pitch and you're like yeah this is like why James came on and I was like yeah but it's the 62nd minute. No exactly. Like she'd been on the pitch for 17 minutes and she hadn't done anything and I think that's, like, that's the reality of of being a younger player, you know, of, of playing at a higher level. You know, this would have arguably been the biggest, like, game of her career so far. Um, but I just think, for me, we've seen recently that James isn't performing, I think, at the level she was at the start of the season. And I don't know if that's, like, tiredness. I don't know if there's, like... Sometimes I feel like she is worried about getting involved in the game, worried about giving the ball away, that kind of thing. Um, And I think that's why it didn't work. But I understand the theory. Mm. I just felt like the practice wasn't there. And I'm not sure if I see Kerr and James's like relationship being as strong as, say, Kerr and Wrighton's. And, you know, it was a very simple tactic of getting Kerr to head the ball on. But, like, she won five out of six aerial duels, I think, in that first half. But it, it felt like as soon as James came on, that wasn't... The idea was for James to carry the ball. So then that tactic is gone. And, I mean, Sam was also pretty dire for most of the second half too. But that's why I think that that relationship just isn't there. Or especially the relationship as a two
0: isn't there in the way that Wrighton and Kerr have have one? Yeah, Julia, obviously Emma Hayes hasn't got a whole lot to work with at the moment because of all the injuries, but we did get to see Penilla Harder for like 10 minutes or so. How do you think Chelsea head into that second leg with what they've got to work with and adjust things? Do you think there is still an opportunity for Lauren James to step up and be able to be a match winner? Or do you think she's still so raw that, that Hayes needs to look for other players to potentially deliver that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with Jesse in the sense of, I, I just feel there's something going on with Lauren James where I feel like she's just been different the last, especially when I've been watching, I think even before the international break. I mean, I watched her for England. And I felt the same. It's just sort of, She weren't really involved, and even then, I was standing on the radio on the weekend. Like it was, she come on, and it took her so long to even get her first touch on the ball. And I feel like in the WSL games, it goes back to when they played Tottenham um, at Tottenham's Grant, and I thought she was unbelievable the way she picked the ball up and she runs so freely. And I don't know whether that's because the level of opposition is a lot lower where she's got that space, but it's. Then I always say like, you should use Lauren James's strength because players in the WSL struggle with Lauren James and they play against the week in week out you've got a chance to play against players who will not know how you play like you're looking at Leon like they struggled with Lauren James because it was sort of they don't know how you think you've got the ball and then she takes another touch and it's gone And but I do agree with Jess I think she just gets lost in the game and whether that's attitude, whether that's um, Chelsea, or she's not getting involved as much and she's waiting for the ball to come to her rather than going to look for it. looking like the likes of Frank Kirby. She will go looking for that ball if Chelsea can't find them. And maybe that's something that will come with age and experience. But yeah, I don't know. Obviously I think as well when she come off against City, um, mm. early, I don't know whether that's had an effect on her either, but you want to get her back to where she was um, at the start of the season.
0: Yeah, it's more that the reading the game and reading the situation where she maybe needs to make that adjustment and just sort of recognise the game context and understand the individual responsibility, but then not limit what she wants to do as a creative player and take the risks. I think she's almost thinking too much right now and she doesn't want to take the risk because she knows the, 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 the potential... Loss or what, you know, mistake is so great. And I think that it's almost like this conflict now that's in her mind where she doesn't trust herself. But I think
3: also that's that's the thing. It's like,
0: what kind of player is Lauren James? I
3: think it's very easy and I worry that Chelsea at points this season have just kind of pigeonholed her as this sort of press-resistant dribble machine, which she is, but that almost informs her decision to be like I wait for the ball and when I get the ball I turn and go but Lauren James is much so much more than that like you want her to be looking to get on the end of passes looking to make passes if those passes are there like you you need her to be looking to get into the box as well like she's not a prolific goal scorer like when I think of someone like Fran for example because I feel like that's almost like the logical Role that Chelsea presumably want James to kind of take up, but like Fran's always been such an instinctive goal scorer, and James can like pick out some wonderful, wonderful goals, but she doesn't have that same instinct in the same way that I felt like Kirby had e- even when she was LJ's age. And they're the elements of a game that I think need to be developed, and that is fine. But sometimes I worry that if Hayes is just going to throw her on and be like, wait for the ball to get to you and turn and go you're not going to see those other sides of her game like come to fruition.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Couldn't agree more. Um, we are going to be reflecting on the second leg with a slightly amended schedule because we're going to be recording on Friday morning with Jessie, live from Barcelona rather than our Thursday show. So obviously you're going to be talking about the second leg. I looked at flights, but not doing it no I was contemplating it as well we but, but Jesse's hotel alone I was like don't like the sound of that we can I all think. snuggle up through in a bed <laughs> <laughs> is there like a, sl- a sofa that we can sneak onto so that's one semi-final let's get stuck into the other semi-final in the Champions League next At the UPS Store,
3: we want to make this summer the summer of shipping. Summer ship a So you can start crossing items off your
2: must-ship list. Like the vintage film camera your college kid needs for class. Or the vase you told your mom you would send her ages ago. And with our pack and ship guarantee, your items arrive safe or we reimburse you. So
3: stop by your local store today for everything you need to be unstoppable. Visit the upsstore.com guarantee for full details. Available at participating locations. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of
2: operation may vary. See center for details. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable.
0: So Arsenal's away trip to Wolfsburg, that was on Sunday. It was a very interesting game because Arsenal are, yeah, absolutely on their knees with their squad at the moment. The news that Leah Williamson will be missing the World Cup and the rest of the season with an ACL injury. Yet another injury for Arsenal to try and manage. So I think so many... Arsenal fans' expectations had taken a severe knock with the Kim Little News followed by the Leah Williamson News. So it actually felt like, Jesse, this was kind of a bit of a free hit because all that Arsenal needed to do was try and limit the damage to take something back to the Emirates in front of a crowd which could probably reach 50,000 at least now, might sell out and try and fight for something there. They go 2-0 down and I think people were seriously thinking we're going to be fucked now because they're just going to go on now and absolutely cook us. But Wolfsburg, I think were playing within themselves at times, which we've seen a lot of throughout this season. But then Arsenal... What they've done the whole entire season is just had this determination, this motivation and this fight and spirit, certainly since the turn of the year, has been shining through. And they go and get themselves two goals and now look like they're in the driving seat to try and get to the Champions League final.
3: Yeah, this game is... It was so funny, and I'll, I'll caveat everything I'm going to say because I was running the marathon <laughs> yesterday, so I've only kind of you was streaming it at the same highlights. time. <laughs> um, but no, I think it, it's right to say that Arsenal under Idleville, and I said this when we were previewing it. They just they just don't know when they they're done, and and that was true again today. And you know, it, it's funny because it's something that you would really associate with Chelsea in the past, and I don't really know if we've seen that from from Chelsea this season. Certainly in terms of like turning around games when when you're losing. Um, but yeah, I thought like it it was a in some ways it was a lucky performance. But like lucky's like it's the wrong word because like they they created their own luck by like wanting to go forward, want wanting to show for the ball. Um, I thought pullover looked great. Um you know, that it's just that sense from players of being like, you know, if we get a chance, even if it is just like a corner, like we will get something from that and we will carry on pushing. Um, for early on, they obviously couldn't really deal with Svendis John Stottier, and I think Tommy Stroot went for the right lineup to try and use kind of Brand and John Stottier's pace, um, against Arsenal's back three, um, none of whom are like super, super rapid. Uh, and I think maybe with a player who was a bit more clinical than John Stottier was, like this could have potentially got got worse for Arsenal. But yeah, Wolfsburg are like strange. They've kind of become like from a team that I think you would really fear playing, or certainly from a Chelsea perspective, I would always fear playing. They've like got a bit of a weird like bottler energy about them all <laughs> of a sudden. Um and I don't really know where, where that's come from. But yeah, like to to be two nil up and end up drawing two two against an Arsenal team who like literally had no one else to b- b- bring on really or to play is, is they had pretty what, disappointing t- two
0: goalkeepers a teenager um, on the bench yeah <laughs> the- th- <laughs> <on the bench. laughs> oh I mean part of that is also like I think they've made some odd selections in terms of who they include in their Champions League squad. Gio and Jody Taylor not involved. There's and a limit, right? They're, they're, they they just yeah, brought yeah. In, they too many players in January. But they could basically. have not included one of those goalkeepers as well in Was she already included? But they they had a yeah, chance they to chose, they chose the squad. to add
3: D'Angelo. Yes. But they couldn't take Marchese out, I don't uh. think so they chose to add D'Angelo over another outfield player. Mm. But D'Angelo obviously has played in
0: yeah, like, she, she's like, featured more. I think there
3: was there was a thought that maybe Dangelo, D'Angelo was going to become start the of Zinsberger.
0: Yeah, um, so yeah, they're kind of being there, but they didn't obviously foresee having as many injuries as they had, and now it's kind of like, oh god, who have we got to work with? But
3: and I don't think. Anyone's like particularly looking at Gio or Joe Taylor's performances and
0: saying like they no, would add loads, but obviously no, they're but extra bodies. They're extra bodies, and if you are trying to get an equaliser, they're not They're you, not, They're not. grown ups, they're you, not children. You're gonna throw Gio's in, you're gonna throw in like Gio over D'Angelo. You're know, like, like, I don't know, I feel like you're gonna throw in an outfield player over a goalkeeper. I would love <laughs> to have
3: watched D'Angelo coming on, like, I
0: don't know, to play as a central striker or something. I mean, maybe he'll have to, you never know in that second leg, but. Gilly, Wolfsburg, probably, as Jesse touched on, if you're a Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg fan, you're absolutely gutted because you came close last season in that Champions League semi-final in that second leg after really throwing it away in the first leg against Barca. And this with such a good squad as well. Like the even the depth that they have compared to Arsenal is massive. So to have that two 0 lead and then to not just kill the game off as well in those chances. Like yes, we know that for Wolfsburg's first goal, the Arsenal defending could be better. The second goal is a defensive mistake. So Arsenal gifted Wolfsburg that it, that goal in in that respect. But they had other chances you would feel so disappointed knowing that now they've got to go away from home and try and pull off the win when Arsenal's mentality right now is so strong, it's going to be so hard for Wolfsburg to try and get a result.
1: Yeah, and I think it's one of those games where you probably, they're, they're 2-0 up and they it's so early on as well and they're probably thinking, Oh hold on a minute, we could end up being three or four. Mm. And then sometimes that's the problem then is because then when Arsenal do come back, and obviously the goal just right before half time really was it's a huge time to score a goal. Then and it changes. It kind of
3: comes out of nowhere as well. It yeah. wasn't like extended Arsenal no. pressure leading up to no, that. No, exactly. Goal.
1: It's just a, a free header really a back post. But that then you're going in and your your halftime talk really changes because it's just like you, you're comfortable and yeah, Wolfsburg will be kicking themselves and I've always filled with Wolfsburg. I mean, I've had some terrible experiences against Wolfsburg where I'm traumatised, but <laughs> even the name, like I would think, oh, to get Wolfsburg in the semi-final because of what they've done previously, but then watching them yesterday, I was thinking, this is Arsenal at really, not a weakened side, but they're at full stretch in regards to players. Like, can you imagine then if you did have a Kim Little in there as well? Um, and obviously, I think Caitlin Ford, if she's, Back potentially for the next leg, like that will be a huge plus for Arsenal. So I feel like with Arsenal, everyone probably not wrote them off before the game. But obviously, everyone's talking about Leah being injured, Kim being injured, Caitlin Ford not playing. It's sort of uh, is the Champions League dream over? Obviously now they're going to the Emirates with a two-two draw. And I mean, I was obviously at the buying game, and the fans were incredible. And I feel like if the fans are going to be the same, obviously you're looking at more. I do really feel like they could be the, the 12th player to, to take them through to the final.
0: Yeah, 100%. And you look at the way that Arsenal set up yesterday, they got Steph Catley back, which was huge because they just had more of an outlet on that side. And that meant that, Katie McCabe could move over to the right-hand side and obviously just drive them forward a little bit and bring that aggression, which we saw with her yellow card and in other moments, which is really important. She was right to do it. It it gets talked about a lot, her aggression. It's become a bit of a running gag, but it is also really important with the mentality that Arsenal need right now. Like she epitomises the whole thing, but with how they set up that with that kind of back three, back five... They, they, there was a, a fear that they, they could end up sitting so deep. But then, when we talk about Lauren James in that Barca game and what Freedom Marnham offered in the Arsenal Wolfsburg game, is someone who can carry the ball and just get them into the right areas. It's her run that wins them that corner before half time and gets them a goal. And I think Marnham, like, obviously, she's one of the few left standing fitness wise. But You've she, it. she is going <laughs> to be so critical, Touchwood. Touch yeah. She is going to be so <laughs> critical if they're going to have a chance against the Champions League final, and also how they finish their WSL season because she can be so good in that way that Arsenal need and probably what maybe Lauren James can look to step up to, which is be that bowl, ball carrier, be aggressive, read the game better, find the pockets of space become a kind of more all-inclusive 10, if you like, um, thinking about Becky's holiday. Um, and, and you know, play in your teammates, still have, like, a such good finishing ability. It's like, for me, Marnum holds the key now for what Arsenal want for the rest of the season.
3: Yeah, she's just, a, like, a bulldozer of a player. Isn't it? I do think sometimes her decision making is suspect i think even with the corner you're like why aren't you pulling that back to sheena yeah why is it but it's, but like, it's so why when you do, why, it, yeah. why have you not pulled this back and then i was like wait there's a corner here and i know arsenal scored from a corner so this is going to be the goal is it but like, it's 4d chess like, baby what? it's 4d chess <laughs> um but like what is impressive about mornham is that she just goes and goes and goes so it doesn't matter if she makes the wrong decision she's like constantly showing and like looking to get on the ball and i think that's that's what's really impressive. There's obviously so many elements to her game. Like she, she loves to shoot, and that's why I think she shoots too much. That's why I think some of the decision making is bad. Um, but yeah, sometimes. But I don't know. Like I'd be intrigued, Jilly. Really, like how does it feel when you have like all those injuries, or not even just injuries, but you feel like everything's going against you? Because that's what I feel like is interesting with this Arsenal team. Like whether you're talking about Mornham or McCabe or all of these players, it's like it's this real energy of being like no like fuck you we're still going to do this
1: yeah I mean it is I mean I've been in situations before where everyone just writes you off and they say oh they're not going to do it and I think that's probably I think similar with Man United I think everyone Mm in the WS always going Man they're going to slip up they're going to slip up they're not going to do it and they're sort of keep getting results where they're, it's sort of like as in carry on saying it because it's only going to make us better are saying it about the haters and all that but <laughs> it is true when like, you sometimes feel like everything's going against you obviously you're looking at Arsenal they're probably seeing the midweek loss and then Leah going off thinking how many more people but sometimes that's it has the opposite effect because now players do have to step up and that's when I think sometimes you see the real players because other players there's other, other leaders in there they sometimes might feel like oh I don't need to be a leader sort of thing whereas when you're left with no a choice because there's no one else sometimes that gives people the the chance to really shine I think mm.
2: it's like such a big mental battle one for Arsenal like it's better for them to have come from 2-0 down and draw 2 all to take that into the second leg than if they'd have just drawn 0-0 because like now they know they can do it mm. and I think probably feel quite confident going into that second leg whereas they might not have felt that way if they'd have drawn 0-0 or even the opposite, gone to up and drawn too all.
0: And we've, I think if you also look at the young talent that Wolfsburg were playing with yesterday compared to the younger players uh, that Arsenal had compared to some of their more experienced ones, I actually think there was such a maturity that they played with in that moment, like... Lottie Wim, Wim, oh, Wim, Wim Moy's ball. assist. Um Victoria Pavlova's Pilo- it, performance. Was it, an assist? it wasn't. It was the pre assist. It was a pre assist. Yeah. The second assist. Um <laughs> Victoria Pavlova's performance, Freedom Mahler's performance. Like, yeah, they're they're still, you know, 20 somethings, but they are showing, I think, a lot of maturity in right mo- in the right moments at a time when Arsenal need them the most. And that is impressive.
2: Yeah, Lottie of Moy and also Jess Carter. Both of them I thought played really well and made me feel actually a bit calmer about England's situation.
3: Yeah, so, totally. The girls can do it, especially fine. after Julie revealed Still she wouldn't home. be getting her boots I've ruled back on. my cell
0: phone. <laughs> Breaking news. Serena, the put the phone down. <laughs> yeah. Deliberately stop I'm going to block her in a minute if she keeps ringing. <laughs> in. Yeah, we're not going to have time to really like get into the Leah Williamson injury and its impact because we talked about it last week on the Thursday show, and I think you know it's going to come up again in an England context. So I think we'll save that for now because it's obviously opened a lot of. Uh, potential questions around England's squad for the World Cup, but what we want to touch on a couple of things before we go today. We we'll want to talk about the relegation battle in the WSL because there were some pretty chaotic games yesterday that could have actually shifted things quite a bit, and then didn't actually really change things very much. <laughs> it's going think- to be a really interesting segment. <laughs> the table the could, ta- could have been interesting, but everything stayed the same. The table actually pretty much reads the same. <laughs> Leicester. Didn't play, uh, but they've still got one game in hand. They sit bottom of the table, Reading just above them by a point. Uh, and then Brighton two points ahead of Leicester. Uh, but, Julie, I know you were watching the Liverpool game. Liverpool coming from a goal down to beat Brighton, who are 1-0 up. That is a massive win for Liverpool. And really, that that's their safety, I think, done and dusted.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching a game and I think it's the most not chaotic it was the most alive i've seen liverpool um they was on it for minute 1 and they was like brighton i think didn't know what it them because liverpool was so on it so then i think and it's actually mad because um liverpool and brighton's goal were scored the same time as arsenal's uh Two one, yeah. Y- the you corner, caused, you yeah. caused much confusion. You caused yeah. a in the lot group of confusion chat. in the group chat <laughs> because I had the the Arsenal game on the big screen, yeah, and then I had the Liverpool game on the iPad, and it both cheered, and I was like, "What's <laughs> going on?" And then I looked, and Brighton had scored, and then I looked, and Arsenal had scored. So I was like, "Wow!" You're like a kid home alone that you get to finally put <laughs> no the ball on the big <laughs> screen. <laughs> yeah, Lil was that. So I got to watch it on anything I wanted to. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, yes, yeah, so. I mean, the goal, it's a, it's a poor goal for Liverpool to concede. Mm. Um, but then their reaction and their fight and their comeback... Um... I mean, it's it's a huge result for them It's obviously took takes them above West Ham as well. Um but yeah, I think they're they're safe now. And I think Shanice van der Sanden coming back has been huge um for Liverpool because she just offers so much on the right hand side. I think, especially without Leanne Keenan and Katie Stengel and uh, Natasha Dowry are very similar players in regards to the sort of they hold up play. Um, not that they don't have that blistering pace, but Shanice does offer that. Um which obviously Leanne would have offered too, but Yeah, in regards to um, that result, it's huge for Liverpool.
0: Yeah, and Reading, they were... I mean, the the games were changing so quickly. It was a a really chaotic uh, day in the WSL because Reading were 2-0 up, end up losing 3-2 to Everton. If Reading had won that game, they would have given themselves a little bit of daylight between them and Leicester. They end up throwing away that two-goal lead, losing to Everton. And then Spurs come from two goals down to lead 3-2 against Villa heading into I think it was like the 80th odd minute they end up drawing 3 0 which is really disappointing because of like the way that they came back but it's still a massive point so it was just a weird scenario for 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 Spurs to at one point basically be within two points of West Ham and now they still find themselves still not safe and still a little bit nervy. But, Jesse, do you still feel like it's going to be too much of a task for lesser to stay up?
3: I don't know at this point in time. The thing that's weird is you've now got all of these like mid-table teams who know their say and when Reading were tuning up against Everton I was like oh Everton are going to be at everyone's team where you get that like win that you maybe don't expect and obviously didn't work out that way but it just feels like when you look at say Everton, Liverpool and West Ham I mean especially West Ham are now just three points for three slash three points for everyone to like go and get it feels like at the moment. Um, Liverpool, Everton and Villa all kind of have Nothing really to play for. So how all of those teams show up? Like I don't know exactly who's got who at this point. Um, it's tight. Are you, I, I don't know. I can still, I still worry for Reading. I think maybe mm. the most. I think to throw away a two-goal lead is.
0: I think they, they, they certainly look like they don't have the resilience that Spurs are finding. I think certainly with the result yesterday that Leicester have. And that Brighton have shown a lot recently. So I think that probably is what why Reading might be quite worried. Mm. Next week, we've got Spurs playing Brighton, which is obviously a massive game. And that could shift things a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's going to come down. Reading to-
3: have City and Chelsea still to play and Villa. So they've got to play the team in second, third and fifth as part of their last four teams. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, 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 could be a, it could be a tough one, I think, for them. It, and it's, it's all going to depend on Leicester as well. Um, but I do think they've shown that they are... Leicester with- have West Ham, so just add the three points. <laughs> the three points <laughs> now. There. I think they've been impressive, certainly. Um, and before the international break, definitely, I think they've given themselves a bit of a lifeline. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on how things progress. Uh, Villa-Man United is the game on Friday evening. Leicester play Liverpool at home. That game I mentioned Tottenham-Brighton and then Man City at home to Reading. That could be a tough one for Reading. Uh, before we go, want to talk about Bristol City who secured their promotion back to the WSL. Um, they kind of just absolutely bulldozed. They've done it with one game to go. They are, yeah, four points clear at the top of the table. It was between them and Birmingham. I think Birmingham realised that they only had kind of... Uh, a loose chance towards the end of of trying don't, to get. Don't sorry,
3: erase London City yeah, Lionesses. They were sorry, right up in it until sorry, like sorry, last week sorry, until their sorry, manager sorry. went for one job, which she then promptly left to go for another job. Sorry, <laughs>
0: sorry. Yeah, they were top of the table at Christmas, and then Mel Phillips left, and yeah, they dropped off a little I think, bit. I but, think they were right in it until like two weeks ago. Yeah, where they lost. Uh, well, because they beat Bristol City in it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Lindsay, Like Nessis, I had you out of it. But uh, yeah, that big Bristol championship fans like me and Jessica. clearly. Yeah. we love <laughs> the championship. Bristol City go up with that 4-0 win over Charlton. And their squad is pretty stacked. So it's like, I, I think we are seeing this in the championship. And we talked about this yesterday, Jilly, about probably ending up with two teams going up fairly soon because... A lot of these clubs not only have like full time squads, but they have a lot of strong, strong, deep squads. Rachel Furness playing for Bristol City, obviously a massive player who was playing the WSL not very long ago. They've got Abby Harrison, who's having a really, really good season. Uh, Shania Hales as well. So like it's, it's strong squads. Um, and do you think we're
1: going to see probably that shift coming quite soon? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been crying out for it, really. I think it's hard now. I think with the Championship being so many teams that are technically pro, mm. um, to only have one up, um, it's just disappointing, I think, because you're looking at the likes of Birmingham, London City. Um, they probably financially would get the, the money to survive in the WSL. I just hope it's not a Bristol up. And a Bristol Dan next mm. year. I hope then they do learn from their time in the WSL previously. They do the recruitment. I mean, I know Lauren Smith, the manager. She was on my. She was a tutor on my B license, and she's a really nice. Um, she
0: played there as well, I think, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. she's
1: a, And she was obviously at Tottenham uh, as assistant manager. I think previously too to Rianne Skinner. So she's got the experience in the WSL. Um, but I do hope that they do recruit, and that it's not just an up and a down thing. But yeah, I'm calling out for the FA now to increase it because. the league needs to be bigger I think it should go to 14 and I think there should be two relegated because then it might kick some people up the butt Mm. and you've got
0: some big clubs down there who are willing to invest who kind of have either previously been in amongst it like Sunderland or have like wealthy men's sides backing them like Southampton who are like more of new kids on the block, Palace, Sheffield United have had a disappointing season by um, by their standards, Durham who are always kind of like proving people wrong with the, with, with the way that they have like strong foundations but not as much investment as others so there are some really strong sides down there so I think we probably will see that and with Bristol City like you have to commend them because it is also not easy when you've gone down to bounce back and the fact that they have been able to recruit really well and get some really experienced players as well as some exciting young players you'd like to think that they can hold on to some of those as well because if you're going back to the WSL that's a pretty good way to say look stay with us unless obviously you get a better offer from another WSL team but you'd like to think that a lot of those players are going to hang around and they can continue to build what they've worked on this season so yeah, shout out Bristol City. Shahan, you finally you finally got your championship segment. I know you've been crying out for it. So um, we waited all season. <laughs> we waited all season so we could cover it in style. And I think later down the line, we will definitely do a bit more of a championship focus. Um, there's just, you know, only much so football. much. There's just too much football. That's what we got time for, I think, today, Becky. Uh, it is it, yeah. is. it officially is. Um, we're going to be back on Friday, like I say, with uh, a little special pod off the back of Chelsea's... who knows? We might all be in Barcelona. Who knows? Maybe we'll all decide to go, and we'll all just be hanging around one microphone in Jesse's <laughs> hotel room. Uh, but yeah, we'll no we'll snatching. Guys, if Chelsea win, we'll all be out partying
3: still by nine am on Friday. True. We'll be yeah.
2: We'll still. I was looking at Flo when I said no snatching. By the way, everyone, because she snatched my most favorite favored possession, my uh, megaphone, and it snapped.
0: Yeah, and I sent you money to buy a new one. Did you do it? No, I never no, bought exactly. new one. No, exactly. So <laughs> Becky actually owes me £10. Um, I think it's actually 15 The debt collectors will be coming <laughs> to get that because, yeah, you owe me money, bitch. Anyway, we'll see you on Friday. Uh, that's it for today. See ya.